Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Lexi Lane. She has a debut EP called Saint, a Sinner and Saint. That's right, right? Sinner and Saint? Sinner and Saint, yeah. Sinner and Saint, beautiful. Okay, cool. That's what's written down. Anyway, Sinner and Saint, yeah, which is released on August 6th. Right now being joined by Lexi herself, or so I'm told, to share some yeah. more information about this stellar release. So, Lexi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> Absolutely. Great having you on. I was recently just reading a self-help book about self-sabotage, so I thought this would be a really good uh, conversation to chat about self-sabotage. Yes, I'm uh, I'm always all for going deep into the songs and picking them apart, so I'm, I'm a fan of this today. <laughs> well, you know, something you mentioned there was going in deep, and basically my first question is, take us through this EP. Does it have a concept? Does it have a theme? Lyrically, what is it about? Slash... What did you set out to do with the CP? Um, it definitely does have a theme. Um, for me personally, it's it's all about self-experiences that I've been through personally. Um, all the lyrics were written uh, by myself and my uh, producer, Clint Fowler, who also did all the music for everything. Um, it's definitely just like a, a battle between good and evil and, you know, what's right and what's wrong and just kind of stating that at the end of, at the end of the day we're all human and we all have good traits about us and we all have bad traits about us. Some more than others. Like we have a lot of yeah, good traits. Yes. You know, you and me. We have really good traits, you and I. I feel this right now. Yes. <laughs> the vibes are positive. Yes. And I'm all for the positive vibe. So <laughs> Okay, so then you had some personal experiences. Speaking of positive vibes, you know, we're all trying to shoot for them positive vibes. Did you learn at all that having maybe some negative vibes are important, like the whole yin-yang thing? Oh, 100%. I feel like people that are, like, personally happy 24-7, it's a lie. Like, they're hiding some shit. They're burying some shit deep down inside. <laughs> like, I feel like you need those those darker times to get to you know like the light at the end of the tunnel you know like there's beauty and darkness is is really what i feel this entire ep is about wow that could have been a title too beauty and darkness i know i just thought of that maybe that'll be the second one i don't know <laughs> all right drop in here right now on the rock metal podcast that there could be a new record coming called beauty and darkness that's fantastic <laughs> maybe who knows it's now, an idea yeah, now you mentioned working with Clint. He did a lot of the music. So take us through that that partnership. Was this something that you had in mind and it just took finding the right person to really make it come together to fruition? You literally just nailed it. Um, that's literally what it was. Is you know I've been singing my whole life and writing most of my life, um, and I just wanted to make darker, heavier music with my like power vocals, and I couldn't find anybody that like would just take me on seriously or just, you know, just like wrong timing, wasn't the right person. Um, and I actually met Clint when I first moved out here to Los Angeles, California in a bar. We were just bartending together. And he's like, hey, like, you know, like I do music on the side. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like I just moved out here. I'm trying to, you know, find somebody that will literally like produce my music and make the music for me. He's like, all right, well, like, let's, you know, shoot the shit. Let's sit down and try to figure something out. Um, and I had this song called the darkness of your heart, which I wrote, I think like, it was like six, seven years ago. And I showed it to him and he's like, this is great. Like, let me try to put some music to this and see where we can go. And after that, that was it. This, the single came out and then I just started like writing my ass off and then we just did a whole EP together. So, wow. Yeah. That is 
Trey Magnifique. That is fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then I love that you included California. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I moved to Los Angeles, California. I, I didn't want to confuse that with all the other Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just came out like that. Like that Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, Ohio. You know, yeah, Ohio. Totally. <laughs> to work on my music career. People don't know about that one. I know. That's a secret spot. That's where I really am. That's the hidden gem. It is. Because uh, it's not so cluttered. But I'm, I'm actually curious to dive down. Speaking of diving deep, we're diving deep today. Um, moving to L.A. to work on a music career. It, it's funny that that almost sounds cliche, but it you did it and it worked. So take us through that experience. Um, so I lived in South Florida my whole life. And I kind of gave myself like a little, you know, ultimatum i'm like look you know if you're not where you're at by this age and you're not happy you're freaking picking up your shit and you're moving to california and you're just gonna figure it out and uh the first year was rough i want to say like moving to los angeles is almost like high school like your first year is like your freshman year and it's really hard you're figuring out you know your groups and like you know what you're trying to do and but like i always had a goal in mind of like music that i wanted to do and uh, when I first moved here, uh, I moved here really quick because I actually had a manager that wanted to work with me. But it was more like pop R&B, which is not my thing. But I was like, all right, you know what? If this is what I'm meant to do, then it's just going to happen. <laughs> I, went through five, I went through five managers in a matter of four months. And then after that, I was like, through this, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just going to do this by myself. So it, it definitely was a really big roller coaster. But once I met Clint, everything just like fell into place like so naturally. Um, and I always tell him every day, he's like my brother. I'm like, I'm so forever grateful for you because like I would not be here without you. So yeah, one minute yeah. you're mixing old fashions and the next minute you're mixing tracks. Literally, it's literally what it was. It was great. Yeah. And now I don't mix drinks anymore at all. So <laughs> boom, success yep. story. Five yeah. managers in four months. I, there are a lot of bands that listen to the show. Uh, the question I get often is, you know, we're looking for a manager. We can't seem to find one. How in the world did you find five that you could just, you know, throw away? I was not looking in like my right genre at the time. It was very hip hop, very pop R&B that were just like, yeah, I'll take you on. Like, do this. I'll take you on. Do this. And it just it just wasn't fitting. It was just like all Instagram. It almost felt like scammers in a way, mm -hmm. you know, just guys that were like, oh, all right, you know, she's cute. She's got a great voice. Let me see if I can do something with her. And then all these promises were made and like nothing happened, yeah. you know, and I'm just like shedding money literally out of my back pocket thinking like these people are going to get me somewhere and they never did. Right. I think you indicated the key giveaway. The money. Yep. Correct. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. So anybody listening in, number one, I've got some interviews that I've done on like a Power Talk Insider series where I chat with CEOs of record labels. I chat with band managers, tour managers, etc. And one of the key things is that you discuss what sort of an investment um, ratio or what's the thing I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Agreement that you're going to have. Yeah. And most notably managers for the most part. Don't take anything unless you make something and you work out that agreement. So if they want money up front, that is a dead giveaway that they are. Yeah. 
them negative vibes. But at the time, you know, like I just moved here, like this all happened within the first four months I moved here. So I'm like, oh, this is great. People want to work with me. Let me just (laughs) shed all this money out. And like, you know, I didn't know I was dumb at the time, you know, I know they were, they were bloodless and they wanted to dominate Lexi. That's what was going on. There you go. You just nailed it on the head. (laughs) Yeah. They were the center and you was the saint. Correct. (laughs) That was really great though. You just did all that. Thank you. Wow, South Florida. I bet you're glad you moved. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't been back to Florida in about this year will be like two, two and a half years. I haven't been back home and I just don't plan on yeah. going back. It's the energy is just like the second that plane lands, I'm like, ugh, I'm done. Just let me get back on the plane and go back to California. It's just not the vibe for me at all. Yeah. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Groovy. Speaking of mixology. If if you're into it at all, what's your favorite drink to mix? Um, hmm. and if you just were doing it for the paycheck and you don't care, that's that's cool. You could say that too. I okay, so I, I bartended for actually ten years in a uh, really high volume nightclub slash um, like concert venue okay. in South Florida. So a lot of so, vodka Red Bulls, probably a lot of those, and like very. Um, just like I guess the term is like slinging drinks is like what we used to do. Yeah. So like my favorite drink that I used to make just because I used to do it like this is a Blue Long Island because I would like flip the four bottles up at the same time and I felt like such a badass doing that. Yeah. So probably yeah, that's probably the, the drink that I used to like to make the 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 most for sure. Okay. Just because of the bottle flip. Bottle flip. <laughs> bottle flip. Yep. Hmm. I found out the other day you can actually buy one bottle where it's already pre-mixed. Saves time. Yeah, but I feel like that tastes like shit. It's not the same. It, it probably does. It probably does. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. But, I mean, that's that's easy if you need, like, something quick on the go or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're just having one of yeah. those days and you feel like you really just need a, you know, a blue Long Island. Yeah, I guess so. What makes it blue? The Is it food coloring? Um. No, it's the blue curacao, actually. Right. It's like a liqueur. Yeah. 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 That's what makes the blue. Okay. That's what makes the blue. <laughs> so we have this EP. Take us through. Actually, I don't know. What's my next question? What should we talk about, Lexi? Uh, your, your powerful voice getting into uh, R&B and hip hop and pop. You know what it kind of reminded me of was Michael mm. Bolton, because Michael Bolton, if you've read his uh, biography, I recommend it. Okay, because I have not. Okay. Uh, killer story. That guy's gotten into his hands into everything from Cher to Lady Gaga. So uh, he was trying to be a heavy metal guy. Oh. In the 70s and in the 80s. And then he was working as a songwriter for a record label. And <clears throat> at that time, they had to do things by hand. So they had all these cassette tape demos going around. And they had admins actually typing out things. And they were listening to his demos... And they liked his demos so much that they took it to the execs and they said, listen to these freaking demos. They're better than when the, the artists that, that um, you know took them did. Mm-hmm. So they sat him down and they're like, we know you're trying to be this metal guy who's like writing songs on the side. You should probably think about adult contemporary. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, that's so lame. Why would I do that? Yeah. So he finally did and it exploded. So it kind of reminded me of that. Like, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to do hip hop and R&B. But no, you're supposed mm-hmm. to be Lexi Lane. Yes, correct. Right. I mean, again, I I always say everything happens for a reason. I grew up doing theater, 
um, from age six to 19. So my background is very like versatile and I'm used to uh, performing and you have one chance to get it right. And if you don't, well, then you kind of failed and you go from there. But um, when I was younger, I was I was doing more pop, did some R&B stuff, but like pop rock was kind of like where I sat at like the age of like 16. And that's when I started working with like my first label and, um, you know, writing all of my own songs and stuff. And it just like wasn't like hard enough for me. I don't know. Like it, there's something about doing a heavier style of music for me, at least that like it. I don't know. It's like that nitty gritty. Like it like fills my soul in a different way than like pop music. would. Now nothing against pop music. I like pop music too. Like it's just a different feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's know, just w- lean one of my other. Up. Yeah. One of my other questions was you mentioned doing darker, heavier music with power vocals. How did you set out to do that? Did you just, did you just say that what makes music dark? What makes it heavy? I just think it's all about like your your vocal tone and and the tone of your music and like what you're trying to execute at the end of the day with that song. Um, for me, like I've I've always had, I guess like powerhouse vocals is how I've been told. Um, so I wanted to just kind of like take that and put it in that darker feel as far as like you know like an Amy Lee and Evanescence or like a Within Temptation, a Flyleaf. You know I, I've. I just noticed like there's a there's there was a lack of that for a really long time and now it's coming back which makes me so happy um I feel like rock and like metal is definitely like resurfacing in a in a new way um so you know that works for me but yeah I just I just kind of wanted to bring that back um and it's just where I'm most comfortable you know it's just like where my voice sits naturally and again I just have the best feeling when I'm singing that kind of music that's important yeah, it is. You, I feel like you just, I don't know, I'm not a fake person. So it's like you like you can't sing something that you're not really feeling. You know, that's that's just me personally as an artist. Yeah, I think that's a dead giveaway. You can't get up on stage six, seven nights a week for three months at a time. No, to- no. but some people do. Some people do, though. And again, I give them credit, you know, but, uh, you know, for example, like um, on the side, I, I work at a recording studio here in L.A. Um, doing demos. Um, just like retracking people's songs and it's all pop mm-hmm. and you know, I do it, but it's, it's not the same feeling of like when you're singing your own music, you know? Yeah. Okay. So. Full circle back to the Michael Bolton thing. So you're like a modern day Michael Bolton. We can say that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Doing, <laughs> doing them demo tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, random question. How did you get a gig doing that? Or is that something that's just, you know, pretty easy to do in LA? Um, I, I feel like it's a, a little bit of what you just said, but actually Craigslist. Wow. I, I saw an ad on Craigslist for uh, a recording studio here, which is absolutely beautiful. It's black recording studios, mm-hmm. um, right in Studio City. And they're like, yeah, we're looking for like a, you know, a vocalist. And I'm like, all right, here's all my credentials. Here's all my videos. I can sing. And they're like, all right, we'll see you next week. You sound great. And that was it. I got the gig. <laughs> And there it was. Sometimes it's easier, you know, mm-hmm. than you think. Mm-hmm. Groovy. Okay, so we chatted about a few things. Dominate, Sinner, and Saint are available as videos on YouTube. Yes. So for those listening in, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You should have show notes down below. If you're watching on YouTube, there are going to be show notes down below. If you're on today's website, therockmetalpodcast.ca, there'll be show notes down below there. You can check out Lexi's Facebook page and as well, the music videos for Dominate and Sinner and Saint. And then also as well, you had mentioned that you wanted to specifically chat about Bloodless and Self-Sabotage. I guess... Yeah, I'm with that. My next question is, why those two tracks? Are they your favorite babies out of all the babes on the whole? Every song definitely holds, you know, like a special a special place in my heart. Um, but self-sabotage, I feel like, is, um, you know, about, like, that duality and that battle with, like, yourself. Um so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cool to talk about that. Um, also would love to talk about the Dominate music video as well, because that just came out. So whatever you want to go about first, I'm cool with your this choice. Very true. <clears throat> and we've got maybe five minutes left. So let's talk about Dominate, because you seem very excited about that. Because if we talk about self-sabotage, I'll get into this psychology book that I've been reading about self-sabotage at an actual level. And then it'll just go on. Well, let's say that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Let's- Let's not. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's sabotage um, the self sabotage and talk about okay. let's dominate with have the dominate dominate. So let's. So dominate um, was one of the singles I released in July, and we actually just released the music video. I think it was like three weeks ago, three mm-hmm. four weeks ago. Um, that was a great process. Um, my my best friend of twenty years, who's also my makeup artist and who also directed the music video for me. Um, you know, we just kind of sat down and came up with this like amazing concept. Well, she did of like eighties goth meets like queen of the dam, very like dominatrix in this like dark lair kind of feel. Um, and yeah, we just like wanted to bring something different. It definitely has like a very like Marilyn Manson feel, um, like the sweet dreams video. Um, we just wanted to bring all that like old school kind of you know, grungy, darker goth feel back into the video. And that's, and that's what we did. So, so happy the way that it came out. Everyone's reaction has been really great. I haven't gotten anything negative. Um, so yeah, I'm like super stoked about, about that and it coming out the way that it did. Well, that young lady just looked that young man's face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it weird that we're so far into the pandemic? My first reaction is, I hope they're vaccinated. Um, no, it's not because that's a normal brain mentality now. Yeah. But we were all vaccinated. We were all vaccinated, <laughs> and no one got sick after. So that's all that matters. I was like, it's not my fault if you got sick. That's right. <laughs> Sign this paper, please. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, funny because you mentioned all those things. And as I was watching the music video, I thought to myself, this is sort of like a modern, I don't want to call back to, but I definitely got all those vibes that you, you mentioned. It didn't look like somebody trying to do something that looks like it was made in the past. It looks like this is today, but I'm making a callback. Yeah. That's literally like all the strings that we pulled. And, um, I think, you know, it's getting, it's getting a really good reaction. It's getting people's attention and it's bringing you back to that time. And that's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Keep doing it. Do it again. Yeah. A million times. Sweet. So we chatted about working yeah. with Clint Fowler. We chatted about uh, mixology a little bit, that blue Long Island, flipping them bottles. We chatted about the battle between <laughs> good and evil. It's important to have some yeah. of them negative vibes in there. Uh, yeah. Chatted about pairing power vocals powerhouse <laughs> vocals with darker heavier music we chatted about 
Interestingly enough, being taken seriously. Mm. I think we have enough time, maybe, depending on how long of an answer that is, but is there a certain point where it just clicked and you knew you were being taken seriously? Was there something you needed to change yourself? No, it just, it really took me finding Clint. Okay. That's that literally the second we started working and after the darkness of your heart came out and I was like, Hey, look, I have this song called Sinner and Saint. All my lyrics are written. This is what I hear. Let's do this. And after that, it was just like an explosion of like beautiful music. And it took, it took about two and a half years to finish. Wow. Yeah. It took a really long time. Explosion of beautiful music, darkness. What was it? Beauty and darkness. Yes. Beauty and darkness. All right. (laughs) Cool. We chatted about moving to LA. We chatted about going through five Bullschlacher managers in four months. Correct. Mm-hmm. We chatted about an interesting concept, actually, because uh, I chat with a lot of bands in Europe, and uh, I just finished chatting with somebody in Finland about how rock and metal is like a massive mainstay there. It's on the radio. It's a big thing. And he was like, how is it in North America? And I said, like a niche thing, you know, like it's. Yeah. But you mentioned it's starting to surface again, which it seems to kind of come in waves, I think, in North America. It does. And I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, yeah, the whole European, you know, UK market over there, it's so popular over there that I I noticed most of my plays are like, you know, Germany and, you know, again, Finland, Sweden, all that, you know, most of my plays are over there, which is completely fine with me because again, it's such a staple, that music there, which I think is awesome. I wish it was like that here. Me too. All right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, again, in today's show notes, down below, wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, wherever it is that you're listening, you're on YouTube, you're watching our beautiful faces, or today's website, therockmetalpodcast.ca. There are show notes down below. You can go ahead and connect with Lexi on her Facebook page. Is there a better website that I should send people, or is that it? In- Instagram. I use Instagram more than anything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. I'm finding that out more and more as we uh, carry on into the new millennium, and... Also, as well, there's going to be Dominate, and yes, they were vaccinated, and Sinner <laughs> and Saint, which I believe is a lyric video. Um, yes. We also chatted about Bloodless and Self-Sabotage, so don't self-sabotage. Click those links, watch those things, consume that music. Lexi, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Metal Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time with you. <laughs> <laughs>